being yesterday. Thank you all for your for your attention. Ms. Vasquez. I have to turn it up a little bit. Just like she manipulated Mr. Depp. 
Ms. Hurd came to Los Angeles and sought a career in acting after Mr. Depp was well established as a movie star. Mr. Depp and Ms. Hurd first met in 2009 on the set of the film The Rum Diary. There was a significant age difference between them, and at first he avoided her advances, but she pursued him. She wooed him. The evidence will show that Ms. Hurd went to great lengths to win him over by playing the doting girlfriend, and it worked. He fell head over heels in love with her. Those who watched this relationship developed saw red flags all over the place. You will hear from them in this trial. And over time, the real Miss Heard began to emerge. She would berate him, scream at him. He would try to appease her, and sometimes, just sometimes, things would get better. But it would always happen again. The evidence will show that Mr. Depp started coping with Ms. Heard in the same way he did as a child. He would try to get away, avoid the conflict. But his trying to leave enraged Ms. Heard. She would resort to physical violence, throwing things at him, hitting him. She would tell him he was a coward. She would tell him he wasn't man enough because he wouldn't stay and fight with her. You will see that Ms. Heard equated anger and violence with passion. She would apologize with poetic excuses, as if the violence just proved how fierce and overwhelming her love for him was. And you're going to hear that when Ms. Heard got violent, Mr. Depp would just retreat, just as he did with his mother. He would try to leave, to get away from her. In her words, Ms. Heard's words, he would split. Mr. Depp would often retreat into bathrooms, lock the doors, wait out Ms. Heard's aggression, but his leaving just provoked her more. You will hear from Mr. Depp's security people, like Sean Bett, about how they often had to remove Mr. Depp from scenes with Ms. Heard, screaming at him, chasing him, trying to keep him from leaving. You're going to hear evidence that when Mr. Depp and Ms. Heard traveled together, his team routinely had to book an extra room for him so that he had somewhere to go when Ms. Heard became enraged. You'll hear from other witnesses, including Mr. Depp and Ms. Heard's marriage counselor. Her name is Dr. Laurel Anderson who perceived Ms. Heard as the aggressor in the relationship. Ms. Heard as the aggressor in the relationship. The one who would strike Mr. Depp to try to keep him from leaving. You'll hear from medical professionals who were with Mr. Depp and Ms. Heard, often on a daily basis for years, including their doctor, David Kipper, and Ms. Heard's personal nurse, her personal assigned nurse, Aaron Baran Pilati, who did not see any signs of injuries that Ms. Heard later testified to in graphic detail. Ms. Heard wants you to ignore the testimony of these medical professionals who saw her in real time, just as she wants you to ignore the testimony of the police officers who testified under oath who saw her on May 21st, 2016.
without any injuries. But it is up to you, ladies and gentlemen of this jury, to judge the credibility of these witnesses and that of Ms. Hurd. In this trial, Ms. Hurd will undoubtedly present photos that supposedly show injuries she sustained as a result of the claimed abuse by Mr. Depp. Here's what you should keep in mind when you see these photographs. First, the evidence and expert testimony from a forensic pathologist, a doctor, will show that the injuries reflected in these photographs are not consistent with the brutal allegations of abuse Ms. Hurd has alleged. Second, there are multiple, multiple witnesses, including medical professionals and police officers, who will testify that they did not observe the injuries supposedly reflected in these photographs. And you may be wondering, how can that be? Well, you will hear expert testimony that none of these photographs are the originals, not one. And many are stored in an editing program. So they could have been manipulated and cannot be confirmed as authentic. Importantly, you will not see a single photograph of the vast majority of the abuse alleged by Ms. Hurd, not one. And there is not a single photograph or video showing Mr. Depp becoming physically violent towards Ms. Hurd. The only medical report of an injury during their relationship was a severe one, and it was sustained by Mr. Depp. After an argument, shortly after their marriage, while the couple was in Australia. You will hear evidence that the people who cared about Mr. Depp were encouraging him to have a prenuptial agreement with Ms. Hurd, but she rushed the wedding date, and he agreed to get married without one. After the wedding, again, people close to Mr. Depp encouraged him to consider a postnuptial agreement. When the topic came up, Ms. Hurd became outraged, as she always did, at the suggestion that Mr. Depp might leave her. She berated him, and when he tried to leave, she became violent. She became so violent, in fact, she threw a vodka bottle at him that hit his hand and exploded. It severed the end of one of his fingers. You'll see pictures of Mr. Depp's severed finger and learn about his emergency medical treatment for that injury. And then you'll learn, and this is important, years later, after the false claims of abuse that caused Mr. Depp to file this very lawsuit, Ms. Hurd came up with an elaborate story about what actually happened, according to her, in Australia. And what she said happened was that it was a three-day hostage affair, an episode, where she was violently attacked and then sexually assaulted by Mr. Depp. You will see for yourself that the evidence does not support the story she told after she was sued. You will learn that there came a time when Mr. Depp was done. And you'll learn from him, and he will tell you why. The evidence will show that on May 20th, 2016, Mr. Depp's mother, Betty Sue, passed away. You will hear from Mr. Depp 
that his mother's passing was a wake-up call that helped confirm what he already knew, that the relationship with Ms. Hurd wasn't working, and that Ms. Hurd was not going to change. If you've ever lost a parent, you understand how much this experience can change your perspective on what is important for your own well-being. So Mr. Depp resolved to finally divorce Ms. Hurd and told her that very day that he would do so respectfully and most importantly, discreetly. The evidence will show that on May 21st, 2016, when Mr. Depp went over to the Eastern Columbia building to gather his things, Ms. Hurd caused a final dramatic scene. In the wreckage of their relationship, Ms. Hurd spun the final encounter between them into a tale of domestic abuse. Now, I understand that many of you may be asking yourselves, why? Why would Ms. Hurd say that Mr. Depp abused her during their relationship if it didn't actually happen? Why would she make up the detailed, dramatic tales of abuse that you will surely hear in this courtroom over the coming weeks? By the end of this trial, you will have the answer to that question. The evidence will show exactly who Ms. Hurd is. You will hear from Mr. Depp and other witnesses, including their marriage counselor, Dr. Laurel Anderson, that Ms. Hurd would go to great lengths and even resort to physical violence to stop Mr. Depp from leaving her. But once Mr. Depp did leave, Ms. Hurd tried to avoid public humiliation and present herself as a noble survivor and representative of the Me Too movement. You will hear evidence, including the testimony of Ms. Hurd's former personal assistant, Kate James, that Ms. Hurd is obsessed with her public image. It's her number one priority. And you will see evidence that after she received a $7 million divorce settlement from Mr. Depp, Ms. Hurd released a public statement claiming she wanted nothing from him and would donate the entire settlement to two charities, the Children's Hospital of Los Angeles in California and the American Civil Liberties Union, also known as the ACLU. But then she did not make the donations. Quite simply, Ms. Hurd had publicly cast herself in the role of a domestic abuse survivor. There was no going back. When Mr. Depp finally stood up and fought for his good name in court by filing this lawsuit, Ms. Hurd, because she couldn't back down, went all in. After this lawsuit was filed, and it's important, the timeline here, after this lawsuit was filed, Ms. Hurd started making up more and more alleged incidents of abuse. And if you'll recall, ladies and gentlemen, the headline of the op-ed references sexual violence. But Ms. Hurd had never made that accusation against Mr. Depp. It was never part of her allegations of abuse. So what changed? What changed between 2016 and 2018? 
We submit to you, and the evidence will show, when she realized the seriousness of what she had alleged, she panicked and she alleged sexual assault. Ms. Hurd and her lawyers are going to tell you some truly horrific tales of abuse before this trial is over. But the horrific details are designed. They're designed to shock you and to overwhelm you. They are designed to be explosive. And they are designed to distract you from the evidence and most importantly, from common sense. That tells you, the common sense and the evidence will tell you that it is all a lie. That none of this, not one single alleged incident of abuse could have happened as Ms. Hurd claims. Ms. Hurd's pattern is consistent. She tells a lie, then covers up that lie with still more lies in a constantly changing, evolving, ever more dramatic story. You're going to hear a lot about Mr. Depp during this trial. Ms. Hurd is going to tell you a lot of things about him. That he abused drugs and alcohol. That he used bad and offensive language. And it's true that Mr. Depp has had real struggles with substance abuse in his life. He's not denying that. You may know people close to you who have struggled too. But struggling with drugs and alcohol doesn't make you an abuser. He has also used some very colorful language. He uses words that I don't use, and you probably don't use. And he uses them frequently. Mr. Depp, like all of us, is not perfect. But he did not abuse Ms. Hurd. All of this is just meant to distract you from what this case is about. This case is about what Ms. Hurd said in her op-ed. The evidence will show that Ms. Hurd painted a picture of herself as a heroic, innocent survivor of abuse by Mr. Depp, a beaten woman who finally stood up to her tormentor. The evidence will show that Ms. Hurd used her allegations against Mr. Depp to raise her own profile and to advance her own career. The very same day that the op-ed was published under the title, quote, I spoke up against sexual violence, end quote. She posted that article that's now displayed on your screens and the title on her Twitter page, right along with an announcement that she was becoming an ACLU ambassador on women's rights to make sure that, quote, women and girls can live free from violence, end quote. She presented herself as the face of the Me Too movement, the virtuous representative of innocent women across the country and the world who have truly suffered abuse. The evidence will show that was a lie. And the evidence will show that Ms. Heard betrayed Mr. Depp as the representative of abusers everywhere, the agent of her suffering, the villain in her heroic journey. That was a lie too. And more than just a lie, it was an act of cruelty. Mr. Depp will go to his grave knowing that whatever he does, there are people out there in this world who will always believe that he abused a woman. This is a case 
about what Ms. Hurd said. It's also a case about what a man named Adam Waldman said. Adam Waldman is a lawyer who has worked for Mr. Depp. After, again, the timeline, after Mr. Depp filed this case against her, Ms. Hurd filed her own claim against Mr. Depp, which is also the subject of this trial. In her claim, Ms. Hurd says that Mr. Depp defamed her because Adam Waldman, his attorney, made some statements to reporters denying the truth of her claims of abuse. Adam Waldman is not in this courtroom. Ms. Hurd chose not to name him in her claim. And I won't take up too much of your time with a discussion of her claim against Mr. Depp, except to say a few things. The evidence has shown that those statements weren't even made by Mr. Depp. They were made by Adam Waldman. And Mr. Waldman, the evidence will show, is not under Mr. Depp's control. The statements were merely Mr. Waldman's opinions, made in justified defense of his client and friend, Mr. Depp. Mr. Waldman believed those statements. And finally, at the end of the day, Mr. Waldman's statements merely reflected the reality that we intend to prove in this trial, that Ms. Hurd's portrayal of herself as a victim of domestic violence at the hands of Mr. Depp is a lie. Ms. Hurd, as you know, is an actress. When she accused Mr. Depp of abuse and painted herself before the world as a representative of abuse victims everywhere, Ms. Hurd took on the role of a lifetime. She can't back down. She has been living and breathing this lie for years now. And she has been preparing to give the performance of her life in this trial. But this trial is about the evidence. It's about a man's reputation. And it's about his whole life. His ability to walk down the street, look people in the eye, without having them think he's an abuser. It's about the truth. And the truth will come out in this trial. At the end of this trial, we will ask you to render a verdict for Mr. Depp. We will ask you to tell the world that he is not the abuser she described, and that she is not the victim she portrayed. And we will ask you to tell Ms. Hurd that what she did was wrong. Thank you very much. Thank you, Ms. Vasquez. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, it's a little early, but maybe we should go ahead and take our morning break, just since it's a natural point to have a break before we have the second opening statement, okay? So why don't we go ahead and take a 15-minute uh, recess. Just uh, remember, do not talk, discuss the case and don't do any outside research, okay? All right, you're pretty good. Cool.